Hey, everybody, and welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me, and Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? Good. It's a commitment day. Commitment day. We got a Kane Williams announcement later on today. This is Friday morning when we record this. This might be out sometime today. If not, you will hear about us talking about Kane Williams, even if he committed somewhere else. But uh, 545 Central today, Kane Williams, uh, top 10 player in Louisiana, national top 150 player. Choosing between Alabama, LSU, and Texas A&M, although LSU may be a hat on his table, so to speak, don't really think LSU has pushed for his commitment. So I'm not sure he could commit to LSU today if he wanted and maybe to be a game changer down the road if LSU decides they do want him. Uh, but nevertheless, he is a, a really good prospect, and uh, it would be a big deal for Alabama to land him. Do you ever listen to the Dan Lebetard show with Stu Gotts? Uh, not regularly, but I've I've heard it uh, several times. But uh, I, I don't do it regularly. Like right now, you went so stugats on me that like you um you like I introduce you and you jump right into the deep end of the I pool, <laughs> knowing full well that I have to give my built bar speech <laughs> and and my Natco Sports speech, and like you've already taken all the pertinent news information. <laughs> yeah, and, and throwing it out there, and that's I get, fine, but I'm going into, huh? I get excited about recruiting. I get excited. You, you, <laughs> that's exactly what Stu Gotts would do. But anyway, <laughs> uh, for those that don't know, Built Bar. Listen, Built Bar hashtag Built Bar. Go check them out. BuiltBar.com. I had two of them yesterday. I had one like I don't know mid morning, and then one about mid afternoon, and I didn't have to eat breakfast or lunch. And it was great. And I'm, I probably lost a little weight. I didn't have as many carbs. I didn't have as much sugar. I was totally sustained for the entire day. And then I had a you know, regular old dinner. And um, it was great. And it tastes so good. And Jimmy and I, Bill Bar, if you're listening, if you want to send Jimmy and me more Bill Bars, we're down for it. We are totally down for the Bill Bar sending. So please send us more Bill Bars. They're awesome. They're delicious. Go check them out, BuiltBar.com. And then while you're on the interwebs, go check out Nico Sports, N-I-K-C-O-Sports.com. For the Tua Tungvaluwa football, it's only $99. I've been talking about it for months now. I'm not even sure how long we've been talking about it. And it doesn't even matter if they were truly a sponsor, even though they are. I would still be trying to sell people on this because I want everybody to own everything Tua Tungvaluwa. For $99, part portion of the proceeds go to the Alabama Make-A-Wish Foundation, and if that's the truth, and I get a choice in making a wish, I'm going to wish that Tua Tungvalu would have come back to Alabama. <laughs> but um, for $99, you can get this Tua Tungvalu full-size football at Nico Sports, N-I-K-C-O-Sports.com, and you're practically just, you're, you're throwing money away by not buying it. That's how much of a bargain it is. So go check them out at NicoSports.com. All right, so Jimmy, I would tell you to go on into your Kane Williams spiel, but uh, you haven't done it. <laughs> I buried the lead. That's what we say in the journalism game. No, you didn't bury the lead. You you led with the lead. The lead. <laughs> I led the with way, the lead. I led with the lead. By the way, I yeah, I have I have been writing for the local fish wrapper for plus or minus twelve years. I wrote a blog with you. Starting, I think we started Crimson Country Club in like 06, didn't we? That's what, crazy. 06? God, I'd have swore it yeah. was four years ago. It's been 14 years. 
but my point being, and and I went to a very uh, uh, highfalutin, hoity-toity private high school that probably I was part of their No Child Left Behind program, but I mean I went to it. Uh, <laughs> I graduated forty-second out of forty-nine. That's um, pretty good. But I went to it. Yeah. I mean, no, that's not good. That is oh, that's not? probably why you couldn't have gotten in to begin with. <laughs> <laughs> good point. But uh, no, no. Um, my point is, I didn't know lead. Like when you say buried the lead was spelled L E D E until yeah. like two or three years ago. Did you know that? <laughs> I, I knew it, but I can't tell you when I knew it. But no doubt, if you'd have asked me. If you'd asked me during school age years, there's no doubt I would have said L-E-A-D. At some point, I knew that, but, you know, but no, it, it would surprise most Americans for sure. And let me just go ahead and knock out one more thing that's going on in my life right now that uh, and then we can get more into Kane Williams and Mario Williams, by the way. There are two Williams committing today. One to, uh, Mario Williams is committing today? You're breaking he's news committing to me, to pal. Today. Yeah, he's committing Mario to Williams? today. Mario Williams? Uh, must yeah. be Oklahoma. Yeah, it's going Is it to Oklahoma? Oklahoma. But anyway, oh, damn it. But um, I know. But uh, okay, so you know, or maybe you don't know, but uh, I'm a big Prince fan. I grew up a big Prince fan. Loved Prince. Uh, just thought he was great. Um, I was actually a little embarrassed about it back in high school because I mean I was like, yes, I'm not supposed to like him, but man, now I'm what? totally embracing it. And Sirius XM has this um, Prince channel now that I listen to all the time. Uh, they're going to have it, you know, because it's around the anniversary of his death two or three years ago. And um, so big fan, loving it. But yesterday, so I get in my car, and, and because there's no been no sports and sports talk except outside of this podcast and all the Locked On podcasts have been quite horrible, um, I've been listening to more music. And so I've been listening to Prince, and I got in the car uh, two mornings ago, and I leave Birmingham about five in the morning to go back to LA City. And, like, the first 10 songs I hear of his are like, do me, baby, let's do it, baby. Why aren't we doing it? Shouldn't we be doing it? More people are doing it more than us. We just did it. Can we do it again? What do you mean we didn't do it? I mean, like, every song. And I was like, dude, it's 5 in the morning. I just want to get to work. (laughs) Don't be planting all these seeds in my head on the way to work. But uh, anyway, I just thought I found that quite interesting. And yeah, I always knew he was sort of a sultry, you know, seductive kind of singer, you know, that 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 was his theme. That's his thing, you know. But Uh, every single song in the morning, and then they worked in like Starfish and Coffee, which is like the most random BS song in in American history, but I love it. Uh, Anywho, so (laughs) Kane, Kane Williams. (laughs) <laughs> back to the back to what we talked about in literally the opening second of the show. <laughs> so Kane Williams is a safety that will be committing to Alabama. He's a top. He's probably a top two hundred guy. Would you say in the country? Maybe no, I think guy? I think he might be right around one twenty five right now. Now, oh wow, I, I, I wouldn't. I mean, myself, I've watched the tape two or three times this week because I knew this was coming, and I really want to know his game well. I, I think he's a bit overrated, you know, in terms of where he's at nationally. I think he's definitely top 250. That, that's why I, I, I would get adamant about that. Definitely top 250. But I, I don't know. I think 125 feels too high for me. And, and it's just simply because when you play safety in 2020, in, in 2020, this year, 
when you play safety, the first skill I got to see is, is how, how you defend throws deep down the field. I mean, that's what I want to see first. And that might be the knock on his game. So for that reason alone, I, I probably I can't rate, rate him super high. But in other things that you're looking for in a safety, he not only checks the box. I mean, there's an A-plus in the box. I mean, in some ways, he's an A-plus guy. Let me tell you, he could conceivably grow into a linebacker. And if he does, man, his upside would be enormous because he'd be fantastic cover guy you know, at the linebacker position. So, uh, but I like him. I'm excited about getting him. He, he's like, I'm excited about getting. Uh, but at the end of the day, when we look at who we signed among our 25 guys in this class, he's probably a guy that's going to be down somewhere around 15th, 17th, 18th, you know, in our group. But that doesn't mean he's not a really good player. No, that's very true. Jimmy, let's go ahead and take a break really quickly. And then when we come back, um, we'll get to a few other recruiting things. So we've talked about Kane Williams, excited about him. Uh, Mario Williams is supposed to be committing today at noon. At least that's been all over the Twitterverse. And, um, you know, I, I feel quite certain it's going to be Oklahoma. It, it feels like the Mario Williams thing has been uh, either we get Mario Williams or Christian Leary, who seems yeah. like pretty similar players to me. And right. it, so I'm guessing then by – by default, or not even by default, just by uh, reason, that logic, that we are probably going to get Christian Leary. I feel a lot better about that. And uh, so Oklahoma gets Mario Williams, who I like, and we get Christian yep. Leary, who I think is criminally underrated right now. He is. He's ranked high now. He's ranked about the same place Kane Williams is nationally, but I like Leary much better. I, I think Leary is definitely national top 100, definitely. I mean, I'll be like – Dude, he is top 100 any day. I'd argue with Martin Simmons about that. I mean, he he should be top 100. The thing that I think is kind of funny about those two. Now, this is just my opinion. Others, others, other smart, smart, smart guys will have different opinions. But what's funny to me about Leary and Mario Williams, they're so similar. They they really are similar. Yet, to me, Mario Williams reminds me a lot of Jalen Waddle because he's fast, but he's got some shake and bake. Christian Leary reminds me of Henry Ruggs because there's not as much shake and bake, but there is a just crazy amount of straight line speed, you know. So for that reason, to me, Leary is Ruggs and Mario Williams is Waddle. Now, I'm not saying that either guy will prove to be as good as Ruggs or Waddle, who are just collegiate superstars, but that's what their skill sets are like to me. And uh, I would be fine with one or the other. Getting both would just be unfair to the sporting world, I guess. But <laughs> but just getting one or the other is a huge win for Alabama. And I agree with you. It's a good point that if Mario Williams is committing to Oklahoma today, it, it would, even though not directly related, it would make me feel even better about Leary. Yes. You know, you brought up shake and bake, and this is uh, going off on another tangent here, but I just found it interesting that Mac McClellan, who uh, is a he's a pretty famous white basketball player for Georgetown, and so if you're a, a white basketball player for Georgetown, sometimes you're famous. And you know, read into that what you will. I'm I'm stating obvious, um, but he's transferring. And my first thought was, God, I would love to have him as part of Alabama's team. You mentioned shake and bake. He's got a lot of that. He's got a lot of pops. He's 
you know, you go check out his YouTube from high school. I mean, his dunks were unbelievable. But um, that's apropos of nothing right now. I just thought it was interesting that, that, that he's transferring. I doubt Alabama would even have the room for somebody like that unless we were to transfer somebody else out through the portal. And at this point, we would literally be pushing them through the portal like Stargate. I mean, they <laughs> it would have to be somebody against their will, like, Hey, have you, have you looked in this closet? And, you know, the closet is this giant portal. Like, oh, what's in there? And you push him right in. But um, <laughs> I think it'd be kind of fun to have Mac McClung in this offense. But, uh, that's oh, no doubt. There. Yeah, but I think if Petty comes back, my, my numbers, and, and I get confused on this a little bit because basketball, we have, we, we've had a stunning amount of turnover. Our roster from last year to this year, and not necessarily the roster, because some guys playing this year were actually on the team last year. We just didn't see them play, like Quinterly, Rojas, and Juwan Gary. They were all, all on the team last year. We just didn't get to see them play. Yeah. And, and so it feels yeah. like they're, they're brand new, you know. So if you, if you, if you factor that in, there's just a stunning amount of turnover. Uh, but I think if Petty and Jones are back, I, I think that puts us at 13. So you're right. We'd have to push – We'd have to tell Alex Reese, hey, uh, you know, check out this hot chick over there standing uh, right next to the door of the portal. And then, you know. Yeah, she's over there near Alabama Huntsville. I mean, go check her out. <laughs> no, I, You're I, still I, technically playing for Alabama. <laughs> I, I actually, I'm, I'm one of you. I actually hope Alex is on the team next, next year. I, I think Alex Reese will be really valuable if we use him correctly last year, we didn't have the opportunity to use him correctly because he was one of about five guys we had left and we had to play him 36 minutes a game and wears poor ass out, you know, running up and down the floor to the end of the year. He couldn't make a jump shot to save his life. He's, he's exhausted. Like, like they, they, like they misnumbered the miles in, in a, in a, in a marathon instead of running 26 miles. I mean, everybody run 36 miles. That's what Alex Reese looked yeah, like no. at the end of last year. He he, he, no, he accidentally right. ran the thirty-six mile marathon. You know what's funny is I wonder, uh, maybe he can have like a Riley Norris type year next yeah. year. That's what I like the the leadership, um, scrappy. I mean, he's never going to be. He never should be our leading scorer. If he is our leading scorer, like for any given amount of games, I think we're in some trouble. It's, it's just not. That's not his thing. But I think that if if he embraces that role, he can be Riley Norris plus. To be honest with you, and that's I'm not saying that as a cut. I'm saying that as right. a super compliment. But um, yeah, he, he would, right. he's yeah, a great was, role player. He's a great role player. There's a role. Hey, if you're six nine and can shoot the three, there is a role for you on a team. And and uh, in terms of some nights, there's a great matchup for you. Other nights, there's not. Uh, some nights, you know, you hit your first shot. That probably means you're going to hit three or four more. Other nights, you miss your first shot. Okay, you're, now you're back on the bench all game. <laughs> I mean, some nights you have yeah. and some nights you don't. But Alabama, for years, it's not just last year, but especially last year, we've just put ourselves in a position where our role players had to be the starters and play starter minutes because there was no one yeah. else. We, we didn't have anybody else to play. And, and people are like, yeah, Alex Reese is bad. Well, yeah, he's not the guy you want out there 32 minutes a game against SEC competition. He's probably not. But I'll tell you what, he might be real effective for about 10 minutes, particularly, no, that, you know. Yeah, go ahead. That's a great point. 
that's a great point and because I just had the thought, you know, watching the last dance that, you know, if Dennis Rodman were forced to play shooting guard, all of a sudden everybody's like, he sucks. But he doesn't <laughs> suck. It's just he, when you don't – when you can't play somebody where they need to be playing, it doesn't matter. You know, exactly. um, if L. McPherson is your uh, your lead welder in in repairing the Golden Gate Bridge, that bridge ain't getting fixed. That doesn't mean she's not awful. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so that's, yeah. Yep. Well, what about this? Random. Back to that was extremely random. But anytime we can randomly discuss L. McPherson, our ratings are going to go up. So let's uh, let's do that every opportunity. But what about this? You know, we know how some of our fans on message boards feel about Shane Lee last season, the true freshman linebacker. What if? What if we didn't have those injuries? What if Shane Lee played last year at linebacker as an inside linebacker? but only on rundowns, on downs where we were convinced because of formation and personnel, hey, they're, they're going to run the ball between the tackles on this play. Let's put in Shane Lee. What would our fans think about that guy? They would be going, man, yeah, that Shane Lee's a physical, good, freaking player. But instead, because of all the injuries and the other players not panning out, we had to play Shane Lee on third and eight. <laughs> and, and that's no, just that's not true. what he does well. The, the, and, and the fact of the matter is there were older kids on the roster that should have been in that role. Someone like a Markel Benton, he's, he's older than Shane Lee, and he's built for that type of game, but he still couldn't beat Shane Lee out. Yet our fans get mad at Shane and not Markel. No, no, that's a really, really good point. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So that just shows how unfair, you know, fans will always be. Well, but. That's just you know who the way it goes. reminds me of? It just, it just dawned on me. Who was the linebacker at Georgia? Was it like Rennie Curran? Was that his name? Who was a little Curran. shorter, a yeah. little undersized. Remember? And, yeah. it, and um, I think it was Bob Lee when Alabama was playing the blackout game. Not Bob Lee. Who was the other guy? That not, it wasn't, it's not Bob Lee. The, the other guy that, um, who talked about uh, – he talked about Britney Spears going crazy in yeah. one Mike of the Patrick. Alabama games. Was it Mike, Mike, Mike Patrick? Patrick. That's who Mike is. Patrick, yep. Yeah. And Mike Patrick said, Rennie Curran, when he came out to, like, meet them, to, to do, like, an interview before the game and just find out some, some news and notes, he said it looked like he was hiding car parts in his shirt. He was so built. I mean, I thought that was – that's who Shane Lee was. And I, that always stuck dude. with me from 2008. Yeah, he's ripped he up. Ripped All right, up, let's dude. take another break, Jimmy. Let's take another break, and when we come back, we'll wrap the show up. All right, so, Jimmy, where's everybody still, you know, a lot of stuff out there about the uh, college football season, if we're even going to have one. Lincoln Riley has come out, and he took a veiled shot at the SEC, even though he later said, I'm, I wasn't, or at least that leg director said for him, hey, he wasn't really pointing at any in particular conference or, uh, or, or team or anything, but Lincoln Riley comes out and says, I think this all this talk about June 1st is ridiculous in terms of coming back when it's clear that the SEC said that's the target date for coming back. Um, you know, maybe he's kind of right. Uh, maybe that is a little early. I'm, you know, I'm having, I'm having such a crisis of conscience with this whole thing, and we, we, we end up on a rant about this every single podcast. But, man, I'm, I'm – 
I'm still trying to stay positive because I can't imagine the fall without football. But I am getting more, growing more and more concerned because you and I do have some friends that are connected within various university systems, um, and the, the feeling they seem to give us nobody's nobody can give you anything concrete, but I think the feeling they give us is, hey, it's not looking good for students coming back, and if students aren't back, I don't see how we do this thing. Well, I, I've always had a, a different opinion, even though it might be you know my opinions are subject to being wrong and dumb and stupid. Uh, you know, in retrospect, especially, <laughs> but this is the way I, I look at it. While I agree with the notion that playing college football and having all of the college football players on campus doing football things while students aren't allowed on campus to do school type things, and nor will the football players on campus be doing school like things on campus other than online from their on-campus dorm or apartment, I have been of the opinion that they will play anyway. And that's because, unfortunately, I wish that we did live in a world that revolved around education and the great Greek philosophers and economic theory and the great works of literature and even math. But no, we live in a world that is dominated by money, uh, and, and, and so much of that is necessary. The fact of the matter is these colleges will fail and collapse without football money. And while football money will be deemed if you can't have fans in the stands, most of the football money will still be there if you were playing football games on television. I think these presidents and schools will sell out in the end and say, screw it, we're playing football. Because without football money, it is a house of cards that's coming down. And, 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 they, and will sell, they will sell out their scruples. I mean, who, who, you know, it's, it's hardly like a bad thing. I mean, what, what percentage of people in the world don't cut corners when it comes to, well, there's money in this. And I'm not talking about a criminal enterprise. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about, You're talking about hey, anything. hey, doctors have told me I can keep the team safe. Doctors have told me I can keep the team safe. Therefore, it's in my university's best interest to bring in that TV money because I'm told by doctors the team will be safe. The doctors can't tell me a way I can keep the fans safe, so I'm not going to let the fans in. And that's, that, that ultimately is what I feel is going to happen because in the end, the money is going to force their hands and, and it'll be an ugly look. Oh, oh, but one other caveat to this. By the way, you can't have football back without volleyball. All of these school teams are intertwined together. If you're playing football, you have to play the other sports. And I'm in total agreement with that if they want to play. So if football is being played this fall, then volleyball and cross country and the other fall sports have to go forward too. You can't just let the boys play uh, or or let football be the only fall sport that's, that's played. I think if football's back, all the fall sports will be back, and they'll play volleyball in front of empty gyms too. Well, here's a good thing, though. If you're if you're running a race, um, at least now there won't be any photo finishes because everybody's got to stay six feet apart. So, you know, like the winner's going to win by at least six feet, right? Um, but uh, a couple other things. First of all, there's a great Simpsons moment when um, 
Homer wants to go to like a chili cook-off or something like that, and uh, his Marge is trying to tell him, you know, you need you need to learn about something. I forget what it is, and Homer says, I don't want to learn anything new. Every time I learn something new, it pushes something old out. Remember that time? That took that, <laughs> yeah. Remember that time I took that wine making course and I forgot how to drive? She goes, Yeah, because you were drunk. <laughs> My point being, you said earlier that uh, you, you would be it would be better if you know everything revolved around education and Greek philosophers, or whatever. I, I feel like we probably know enough now. You know, if there's anything else I've learned from watching <laughs> from watching The Last Dance, did you see how Jordan kept saying? You know, I kept he kept conquering everything, so he ran out of motivation because there was nothing left to conquer in, in the sport. Which which all of a sudden, which all of a sudden, coupled with all the other uh, crap going on in his life, made it not fun. I mean, it made it empty. And I feel like we're getting closer and closer to finding out all the the meanings of these various things. And I don't know that I want to know the meaning of all of them anymore. Let me tell you something. Every time I think about the seamy underbelly of recruiting, I kind of want to quit following recruiting. But I like recruiting, so I choose to turn a blind eye to when um, a preacher father wants to sell his son for $180,000. I choose to do that now. And um, so anyway, I think when you're saying we want everything to be uh, all about education, I think, hey, let's Let's just go ahead and call a spade a spade. It's all about sports. And here's the other thing that's bothered me listening to the Dan Levitard show today. Dan keeps saying, because he is definitely left-leaning, he keeps saying that, you know, all these people are choosing money over people's lives. And I don't think that's true at all. If you want to look at it that way, then you can say, okay, um, we could make cars a lot safer, too. There are a lot of things we could do with cars to make them safer. We could also make it where instead of being 16 to drive, you need to be 25 to drive. And not only do you need to be 25 to drive, you need to have an IQ of 120 or higher. And, you know, we can do all these things to make all of life safer, but we understand the risks. We understand that, okay, look, people that aren't quite as educationally gifted have to get to work too. And they can't afford a, a, a $200,000 car with airbags coming out of every orifice of said car, sometimes they have to drive a 1988 Honda Accord that's been passed down from generation to generation because that's all they have to get to work. And so we accept these risks. And so I'm saying, hey, here's another risk we might have to accept. I understand that that makes me seem on the surface a little cold hearted. I'm not trying to be that way. I'm just saying, I think we're all so scared about this thing because it's so new. And we're so used to these other risks in our lives that we forget. We allow, we willingly allow people to pay money to jump out of an airplane. I paid $150 to, to strap myself to somebody's back and jump out of an airplane. And that and is totally legal. Yet we can't play football because one tenth of one percent of people who contract this disease may perish from it and again i'm not trying to be cold-hearted i'm just trying to say when you look at things from a different perspective sometimes you understand okay yeah and it's not only that and see my jumping out of an airplane doesn't sustain the uh economy of coleman alabama which is where i did it but football does sustain 
the economy of Tuscaloosa, Alabama. So it makes a little bit more sense to say, yeah, we got to take this risk. And we understand if, if certain individual players say, hey, we don't, I don't want to do it. Okay, you have that right to not do it. That is totally fair. And in fact, I'm totally okay with saying, and we're not taking your scholarship away from you either, at least for one year. You know, you got one more year on us, buddy. That's cool. I understand because we don't want, we don't want to be cold hearted about this. But if we don't have football this year, and it, assuming if we don't have college and we won't have high school, and if we don't have Scott High School, think of the long term effects, forget economically. Think about the sport itself, how one year, one year of a bunch of kids missing out on how to technically learn how to play the sport can set the sport back. Yep. Yep. I mean, I, I, yep. Well, I don't, I don't disagree. Rant by me and you come it back was. With yep, well, I, I didn't disagree with, with, with any of it. I, I yeah. mean, it's just, I, I, I agree with, with all that. I mean, I understand the other side too. And I think what, I understand the other side too. It's, you know, some things are so complicated. What frustrates me a little bit is, is the one side or the other. We're right, they're wrong. I'm, you know, the we're right, they're wrong when, you know, there's plenty of really intelligent people on the other side of of argument. Sometimes issues are complex. Sometimes there aren't easy answers. Sometimes things are hard. And this is one of those things. It's hard. I, I I don't know what the answer is, and and I'm, you know, fairly well. I'm, I mean, I joke about being a dumbass, and in so many ways I am. But I, I suppose I'm not really a dumbass, and I don't know what the answers are. I know I would love to see football this fall, and there is a risk that I'm willing to take to go to the games, but I also, as of today, would tell you. I will go to the games, but, 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 you know, as far as I'm concerned today, everyone has to be in a mask at the games, uh, everyone, or, or, or I'm not going to go. And, and I want to go. I'm not going to go sit in an open air stadium with 80,000 people and no mask. I wouldn't do that today. And I really want to go to a football game, <laughs> but I'm, I wouldn't do that. Um, so I, I think there are risks, um, you know, that, that people are taking, but, but one, one thing people have to keep in mind, it's not just, hey, I'm willing to take a chance of getting sick. You might be the one making people sick. Yeah, <laughs> You might be the one making people sick, and that's not fair. You know, and that's unfortunately what we don't know. But I'll, I'll, let's end this on a high note in terms of the, the we're not going to have football for sure, and we need to accept that crowd. Look, we don't start practice traditionally until 12 weeks from today. That may seem like it's just around the corner, and it is just around the corner. But 12 weeks ago from today was February, middle of February. We were still playing sports in full stadiums in, in the middle of February. I was going to Alabama basketball games 12 weeks ago. Okay, so... Our knowledge of this virus is so far beyond where we were 12 weeks ago. So what are we going to know 12 weeks from now? And maybe what we know is worse. I, I'm not telling you that it's, it's going to be yeah. better. I don't know. I'll just say that 12 weeks from now, we will be so much more educated about this virus. And if you don't believe me, look at where we were 12 weeks ago from today. Going to basketball. Going to to NASCAR, going to 
you know, the, the Super Bowl had just ended. Uh, COVID was uh, on this earth and people were getting sick during the NFL playoffs. Um, but yet we were in full stadiums. So I'm just saying that uh, wasn't too long ago. That's true. And we, we're about to run out of time, but I, I did yep. want to say, you know, it, it dawned on me that you and I multiple times in practically every podcast remark how dumb we both are about ourselves. <laughs> and do you think <laughs> there's ever a time when a, uh, a client of yours is like, well, hey, this is my lawyer's podcast. Why does my lawyer keep telling me how dumb he is and why shouldn't I switch lawyers? And this is for a client of mine saying, why am I buying the fountain from this guy who doesn't seem to be able to string a sentence together? <laughs> so, yeah, it's, we, maybe we should stop doing that. Um, We're saved right, by the really fact quickly. nobody listens. We're saved by the fact that nobody listens to the show. <laughs> That's a good point. Uh, now we're dumb and unpopular. But, um, okay, so – Nico Sports, everybody, go check it out. The Tua Tungavailoa Football, $99. Nico Sports, N-I-K-C-O, sports.com. Go check them out. It's a, it's a full-size football. It's got Tua's picture on it. That's, that's enough. If I just told you that there was Tua's picture, and I didn't tell you any other context for $99, you'd buy it. You're an Alabama fan. Go buy it. You had me at hello. That picture, yeah, that picture is on a football. And it's fully embossed, got all his accolades and and – Stats, records, and all that stuff. Go buy it. $99. Nico Sports, N-I-K-C-O Sports.com. And the part of the proceeds go to the Alabama Make-A-Wish Foundation. Can't beat it, man. You can beat an egg. You can beat a bush. You can't beat that deal. Um, all right, buddy. That's going to do it for us. We will be back on Monday with everybody. Happy Kane Williams Day. Ah, very good point. Happy, and for our Oklahoma listeners, happy Mario Williams Day. Roll tight, everybody. <laughs> I throw you roll tight in there. What are you doing? Oh, I, I was just – it was news to me that Mario Williams was coming today. I'm still, I'm still taking that in a little bit. I mean, I was never really counting on him being part of the class. But at the same time, you know, he, he, he's on my wish list of, of – man, I wish we get Mario Williams. But, frankly, if we end up with uh, Brooks, Ajay, Hall, uh, Christian Leary, and maybe one of the Louisiana guys, <laughs> that would be – that would be really good. Yep. Oh, yeah. So now say roll tide. Oh, roll tide. Yeah, there you go. All right, roll tide. <laughs>